What is up, everybody? 12.47 a.m. on the East Coast, and this is Digsy Radio, episode three. Um, I got a good topic this week from my boy Jimmy down at Forever, and he was recommending to talk about flexing and going hard, whether you're doing projects that are paid, projects that are not paid, passion projects, um, things you want to do for yourself. And I know one thing I want to start on is uh, the passion projects. Probably some of the best things that you can do as a creative person, the best things you can do is anybody that's making something that is fun for the world because passion projects are the key to life. Stick with it. Do them all the time. Um, if you want to put more of a formal definition on passion projects, they are more like projects that you do that fit your fancies, that fit your interests. They don't necessarily have to be paid for or funded. It's just you know shit that you do that you like and shit that you do that you feel comfortable with and you want to do something that could be you know life-changing it could be something different it could be tackling a new style it could be something crazy but um i had a slight conversation with jimmy and he was telling me about you know talking about always doing your best when it comes to a project whether you're getting paid for it or whether you're doing it maybe for free or you're doing it for the exposure um, you know, always, 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 and that's a key thing that he brought up to me one time to talk about is to always go your freaking hardest when it comes to doing a project on any level, whether it's paid or unpaid. Um, mainly talking more about to beginning with the paid ones. Um, you know, usually what happens with that is working with clients and usually working with um, outside people that are offering money to you to provide a service. Um, you always want to be the best and you always want to give quality work. You always want to give quality communication with yourself and the client being able to, you know, flex and give a good job. You know, when you goes out and you go out and get a client and you go out and try to get more clients and they see your portfolio and they see what you do, you know, how, you know, reputable is this client that you're working for. You know, people want to see good stuff. They want to see things that will wow them. They want to see things that'll set you apart from anybody else because when they come to you with their money and they're looking for your service, they're going to want the most high quality thing because that's the one thing that clients want out of a designer or anybody making something creative, whether it could be music or film, um, is getting a trust and making sure that their idea is created efficiently to how they want it. Um, Because at the end of the day, the client usually is the one that you're going to have to listen to. Um, unless you want to branch out and you want to do passion projects, which are, like I said earlier, very, very, very beautiful things because you're your own fucking client and you can just do what you got to do and get things how you want it and, you know, combine your team or get your team together and make something that, you know, appreciates you and you can run it and run the creative direction and run the treatment and, you know, write the script or pick the style. Usually that's something that you can do and, when you get into it, you definitely want to always keep things, you know, simple. You want to keep things concise. And like I said before, you want to be able to go hard on it. You got to flex on those passion projects because those are the things that touch closest to you. Usually when you're doing client work, um, there, there could be somebody, let's say it's outside of your network. It could be, you know, a random person needs um, maybe a flyer done 
for a local event. It may not be something that suits you, but let's say they came to you looking for a service. You know, you may not want to make a flyer. You may want to make clothes, but you know how to do design. Um, or let's say they want you to come film a, uh, you know, a little kid's concert, but you want to do more, you know, horror movies or something like that. You know, if someone comes to you with that service, you always got to make sure that you give them the highest quality, and the highest trust and everything that you can put forth towards them. So when it comes to getting more clients, it comes to getting more business. And you know, that's something that you always got to keep flowing to keep your business and your brand thriving, working hard and get what you need to done. Um, now, back on the passion projects, I know for me personally, um, a lot of things that I start as a passion project, usually for me, grow into a lot bigger things, not necessarily making something small, like it could be a graphic that I put on Instagram or I put it on Tumblr or Twitter. Um, I know personally, like D17 Clothing started as a passion project. It was just something of an idea that I kind of just had in my head. Um, sat down, drafted out, you know, made a couple prototypes. And once, you know, you know, I had a feel for it, I figured, you know, why not make it into something more serious? Um, when I sat down with Nick to do Album Pop Passion Project, and we put it out, eventually got it on iTunes, expanded it to Album Pop Radio and all those, you know, other outlets, you know, Passion Projects can be an extremely helpful gateway or gateway to getting you into something a lot more serious or a lot more, meaningful not only to you but meaningful to the brand or meaningful to the style that you approach to because at this stage you know working with a client you're kind of kept it within a restriction unless you know you get something super dope and you get to do whatever you want but the passion project really gives you a you know a finalized um i guess you could say unique finished look on something that you really have a lot of meaning to and something you have a lot of um you know, passion for, for your passion project, whether you could be a musician and you want to try out something different on your style of music, whether you're a filmmaker and you want to try different aesthetics for different looks, or maybe try a different, you know, film type, or you could be a designer and you could try, you know, changing different aesthetic looks, change different styles. Maybe you were minimalist and you want to try to get a little bit more, you know, realistic, get more realism and stuff like that. Um, just don't be scared when you do it. You don't be scared when you put it out that people won't like it because the whole point of the passion project is to appeal to you and only to you. Um, now, if people like what you do and they like what you put out, then, you know, they'll fuck with it naturally. You can't try to force that upon somebody when you're trying to do an independent project or if you're trying to do something in a collaboration with somebody, you know, you can't necessarily think that, you know, what a passion for you is supposed to be a passion for somebody else. Now, people that feel the same way as you and what you create and the feelings that you put out in your works, you know, it'll get gravity. It'll gravitate. People will come see it. They'll want to fuck with it. They'll want to see what more you have. Um, you know, that's something you got to do essentially when you're going for these independent projects or things that aren't paid because it's a way not only for you to grow yourself, it's a way, let's say you get a team to grow each other and it's a way to get everybody's name out in a clear, concise way because sometimes dealing with money can really mess up what you're trying to do, um, whether you're working with a team or whether you're working you know, with another person, you know, do you split the money 50-50? Do you split it 60-40, 70-30? And all that craziness, you know, the passion project could be you and another artist. 
or you know another person trying to do something creatively and it can both work for you and you both can put it out and get something that you know touches you know a large audience of people and definitely still keeps both of your interests in mind without having to worry about any type of backlash or having to worry about any type of repercussions because it fits you if it's the people you're working with and it's all good from there um now i know that i got a lot of questions about working with clients and working with people outside of what you do and working with people that may not necessarily know um you know the creative process or not necessarily know your process or whoever you're collaborating with process or how they let's not say process how they do things and how they work um you know clientele can always be something that is a difficult thing to deal with but usually you always have to try to be able to put either yourself to the side and try to put the client first or try to develop that connection and relationship with the client so when it comes to adding your style and adding your twist to things you don't want to necessarily feel left out and you don't necessarily want to feel used i think that's the main thing that a lot of people nowadays thinking that they're going through is when they work with the client they sometimes feel used and you know that's got to be a very very terrible thing for people to have to deal with because when they want to work with somebody or they end up gaining a client they want to be able to put their twist on things they want to be able to invoke their style but you know the client may say well i don't like that or the client may say you know this may not you know be something for me uh, but you can't really um look down upon it you have to have thick skin you have to be able to take criticism constructively you have to be able to put things into perspective and how they want it done and how well you can execute it and get their vision out without you know hitting any awkward bumps in the road or causing any stress or confusion because that's probably the worst thing that you can get working with clients because once they see your work and let's say you you know collaborate on something or you try to get something done together and let's say it falls through the hole you know, they may come back and say, this is not good. And then they go and spread the word. It makes you look bad because you necessarily got a bad review from a client. But, you know, if you, I know for a lot of people that are either, I guess, just starting or, you know, still in the in the game now that might not have the toughest skin, just be able to accept criticism constructively because you may get that one client that just, you know, may say, F this, you know, this is crap. I could do this myself. Um, but you can't necessarily take that as a bad thing because, you know, some people don't necessarily understand the process or they might not necessarily understand the techniques and the time and the steps that goes into making something. So don't necessarily always feel obligated that you should take things as a shot or they're trying to, they're trying to roast you on it. You know, sometimes if it doesn't necessarily work out, don't be scared to say no. You know, don't be scared to let the client know that, you know, this may not work or, you know, this may not be the, you know, thing that should, we should be going for. Maybe I'm not the person that, you know, can create this idea for you because, you know, on my perspective, it may not work efficiently. You know, this may not be something that I can execute to the level that you think that I can. And I know that's something for me that, you know, I'm still learning myself 
that sometimes when it comes to a client that you may not necessarily have a true connection with or they may not really be in your network and they ask you for work, you know, don't be scared to say no. Like just because they hit you up or they try to get in contact with you saying that they want to work or they want to try to get something done, you know, don't think that you're obligated to accept everything because, you know, the last thing you want is for a piece of work to get lost, a piece of work to get, you know, thrown back on the shelf or, you know, having the whole process from the beginning to end just be, you know, a real shit show because that has definitely happened to me a few times. Um, just trying to work and, you know, just from the get-go, you know, this is just not going to work, but you try to hash it out and you try to get things done and meet their deadline and get that out and then trying to, make sure that everything is set and then it just fucks everything up and that is terrible nothing is worse than destroying your network and nothing is worse than destroying relationships because that's probably the biggest thing that's going to come in this creative world that's going to come in anything that you do um, whether it's at work whether it's you're with your friends with your girlfriend with your parents um, you know with your siblings is being able to build trust and be able to build that connection. So when it comes to working again, or let's say it comes to being recommended to another client, people are necessarily not looking down upon you and they don't feel like that they're getting bad work from you or a bad service from you because, you know, let's say you may not communicate efficiently. Let's say, you know, your attention to detail may not um, up to their standard. And being able to execute at the proper field that they want, but it is the proper field that you want, is always being able to try to get on that same level um, and trying to be able to keep things together, keep things concise and keep things clear and just having a good time. Like, you know, every time you approach a project, make sure you have fun with it. Make sure that you enjoy it. Make sure that when you're working on something, it doesn't feel like you're, you know, running through nails and shit because you want to try to get this project done or it's something you may not want it to accept but you went and did it anyway and you know everything's all crazy and messed up and confusing so um yeah <laughs> pretty short one again you know I love doing this podcast stuff it's fucking amazing I'm not even gonna lie this whole Dixie Radio um, since starting it is been, you know, we're only three episodes in, but it's just been an adventure so far, you know, trying to contact people in my network that I can't wait to get on here and interview with and talk about the things that they're doing or things that I'm doing. Um, you know, it just keeps people excited. You know, I always love making a new project. I always love putting stuff out. I always love just sitting down and researching and creating and meeting new people and seeing our paths cross and who they know and who I know and how we can get to know them and how they can get to know me is just a great thing. Um, you know, this whole thing with D17, uh, Dixie 17 Productions, um, just everything is just a blessing and being able to keep it together. And now having Dixie Radio a part of the family is just a great thing to have and it's just a beautiful thing to keep going. Um, you know, even some of my clients with my peoples down at 20 Never, uh, working with Kasim and all his crazy stuff, getting random calls from FaZe and talking about he has ideas that I want to execute with him. 
um, the new recent collaboration I'm doing with my cousin, a Baltimore DJ known as Logicama. You may have heard him before uh, mentioned on my Twitter or on Instagram. We have a slight collaboration coming out. Um, I have a whole lot of people that are going to be interviewing on here. Um, just getting people the platform that they can get on, talk their shit, what they're doing, where they're from, how they're getting it, and what they're making. Like, I know that's always been a thing for me is being able to put people on and being able to showcase a lot more talents and building my team up and, you know, helping people get their names out and, you know, getting them in the place that they want to be as well. Because I know a lot of people, you know, would love to be interviewed. I know a lot of people I want to talk to just to be able to see what their process is like. Um, just to see what their visions are like, how they think, what are they inspired by. It's just a beautiful thing when it comes to meeting other people, whether you could be a musician and you like, you know, they might be inspired by 80s music or you could be working with a filmmaker and they might be inspired by, you know, old montage films and you want to try to incorporate that on a piece of art. You know, you want to be like Migos and change the culture. You want to try to you know, push new things within a, you know, a nice group or a creative house or media place and, you know, making things fun, making things dope, making things cool, putting your name on it and flexing shit and showing people that you can do things that, you know, they may have looked down on you. They may think you couldn't do it, but fuck it. I did it. <laughs> that's the best freaking feeling of all time you make something that's so beautiful and that's so amazing and everybody fucks with it and you know it just lets you know that it doesn't necessarily make you validated as an artist or makes you validated as a filmmaker it makes you validated as a musician it's whatever works for you you know you could get a hundred impressions on a picture and you might be living life you might get ten thousand you might get four you know as long as your mom loves it and as long as you love it who cares um it's just cool i can sit on here on this podcast and say whatever i want i can get on my bobby brown but not really because um i don't want nothing too crazy to be happening but i want to keep it controlled i want to keep it cool you know this is the first time i know for me and being a person that, you know, is always busy and always making work to still take the time out and, you know, talk about my experience or talk about the people that I've met along the way. Because if you've noticed, all of my episodes are always between midnight and like four in the morning because those are the only times that I can get out and, you know, sit down and have some free time to really express myself on the mic because, you know, working all day and you come home. And then you do your stuff and you got travel and, you know, let's say you're freelancing and you work a a nine to five or let's say you work for yourself full time. You got to sit down and record these things and think of stuff to do and get people interested. You got to market, you got to create, you got to design, you got to you know, sit down for four days and find an intro song, you got to get equipment, you got to spend money, you know, a lot of stuff can be insane, it can be crazy, but you know, this life is so amazing, because once you get that project done, you're gonna feel so fucking great, (laughs) so yeah, um, 
episode three is probably going to come to a close. Always remember, just a little recap, passion projects are the shit. Working with clients can be a fun thing because everybody likes to get paid because that profit can help a lot of stuff, getting you new software, getting you you know, a lot more opportunities. It's not always about putting money in your pocket and trying to cop the next thing. You know, sometimes that profit can help you get a new computer. It can help you get, you know, updated software. It can help you get better equipment like a drawing pad or a Cintiq or maybe even an iPad to walk around. It can get you a subscription to your SoundCloud account when you want to make a podcast like me. Um, You know, always work, always flex, always go hard, get your shit done. You know, shout out to Jimmy for the amazing topic. Shout out to... um, I don't know, other people, shout out to everybody in the team, everybody, 20 never people, um, just everybody's flexing. They do a lot of stuff. Jimmy does a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. Um, just always flex. Keep your shit hard. Make sure you put it out. Make sure it looks good. Make sure it looks clean. Make sure you get your social medias out. Make sure everybody knows. Make sure everybody gets it out and do good shit. Um so I'm probably going to bring this episode to a quick close. Um, next week, uh, I'm going to be doing an interview. I don't want to release it just yet. I don't want to put a name out just yet because I'm still working it out. Um, but it's going to be a really good time. Hopefully, um, the next podcast episode, so it'll be episode four, will be live. You know, We're going to be streaming live on YouTube and streaming live on Twitter um, for people that want to sit down and listen. Um, live with the guests that I'll be having and then after we'll put the podcast um, on iTunes and SoundCloud and uh, Stitcher and Google Play so people can look back to it as a reference um, if they want to check back in if they want to find more about the artists that I'm talking with um, you know just getting that out and all that you know crazy shit and all the fundamentals but if you want to always make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at D17 Productions that's a letter D17 Productions find me on Facebook at Dixie17 Productions um, make sure you like make sure you subscribe make sure you repost on SoundCloud make sure you subscribe on iTunes because the next thing we're trying to do is get on the new and noteworthy on iTunes right now episode 1 and 2 have almost max popularity and hopefully episode three can get max popularity so we can build it up build it up build it up build it up get more listens get more people um, and just get a lot more people involved i can't wait to see what everything's gonna happen i can't wait to see how everything's gonna be make sure you stay tuned and check it out episode four coming real soon